Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. I'm joined by three people now who know Waterford inside out. Delighted to welcome to the stage Claire Barrett. She's the commercial manager of House of Waterford. She's also a Visit Waterford uh, board member. Um, Jim Power, uh, local economist and Waterford uh, native, he joins us, as does Paul Nolan, uh, who is the uh, General Development Manager at Dawn Meats, but he's also the President of the local Chamber of Commerce. Uh, you're all very welcome to the programme. Uh, Paul, we might start with you and give us an overview, if you would. Um, from a business perspective of what's happening in the city. I, I was saying earlier, I was down here yesterday afternoon and evening, and I was I was quite impressed with the buzz around the place. Yes, indeed. Bobby Waterford is not in a bad place now. And first of all, welcome to you and your listeners to Ireland's oldest city, the place voted, of course, the best place to live, work and do business in Ireland. Um, things are fundamentally very good in Waterford right now. Um, you've seen, I suppose, a history of, I came here nearly 40 years ago, when I suppose the area was reeling from probably over-dependence on a few very large and iconic companies, but just too few of them. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose since then there has been a reset and the thing that I find in Waterford is the wonderful ability of its citizens to pull together and to start driving now in a very very direct and focused way to develop the area uh, we have in the city gone from 40 to nearly 60,000 people regionally one hour from Waterford we have 620 odd thousand people by 2040 that's going to be close to 750,000 wow. so when you take that along with the business mix from the agri-food industries like the Flavins and the Glanbias and the Dons and so on, right through the medtech, the IT, the tourism offer and so on. Uh, we firmly believe, and it's coming through all our members in Chamber, Bobby, that Waterford, and, as the regional capital, is ready to lead and to put the South East, in fact, as the powerhouse of the economy in this country over the next 20 years. Okay, well said. Uh, Jim Power, if I can bring you in here. It, it's interesting, isn't it, that maybe what was once Waterford's greatest asset then became a liability when there was an overdependence on wonderful industries like Waterford Crystal and some of the traditional heavy engineering businesses. So there was a difficult, I suppose, transition to more modern tech businesses, but it, it is still a powerhouse of industry, is it not? I know it is, and Paul has mentioned there's some really strong um, indigenous industries around here like Dawn Meats, like Glamby, like Flavins and so on. Uh, there is a good smattering of medtech and the multinational sector here, the Bosch and Loms of this world. Uh, you know, they've been here quite some time now, so that's an important part. And tourism is really starting to become um, really important. And I think the development of the Waterford Greenway, um, you know, has had a massive impact on the whole yeah. area. And Waterford was always, in my view, a hidden gem. You know, people didn't know it. But in the last five or six years, it has really arrived on the map. Uh, going back to the point about Waterford Crystal, it's probably not, as somebody who lives in Dublin, I can probably say it safely enough, um, but it's, it, Waterford Crystal's impact uh, wasn't always terribly benign because it was a massive employer, um, paid very, very decent salaries. Yeah. So that acted as a serious disincentive for other employers to come into the city. Okay, and the second point was, um, I went to school around the corner in De La Salle, and I remember coming back after the intercert, that shows my age, and half my class was gone because they had got jobs in the glass, yeah. paying really good salaries at the time. And why wouldn't they? And of course, exactly, and of yeah. course, and we had the same experience in Donegal Refruit, the loom, 
when you have an employer like that, takes people out of education, and suddenly, when, the, when it got into trouble, you have this... The impact is far-riding. Yeah. It, it, it's absolutely. And I think it's only in the last five or six years, really, that Waterford is getting over that. And I would totally agree with what Paul was saying there about the strides that have been made and the positivity around the place. And I think there's a, a number of key things that are really important. The Southeast Technological University, um, on the 1st of May last year, it got technological university status. I think it's really important that that's not just a name change, that it actually is fully funded as a properly functioning university. Because in countries like Finland over the years, they've used universities to drive regional economic... But we also know that a university, as well as the academic benefits of having, but the, the buzz that students create, you know, the renting of houses, the going to pubs and restaurants, the, 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 and the youth that they bring a city, oh, the, the energy, yeah, the youthful energy. The, vi the vibrancy, and I think yeah. Galway is the best possible example of that. The vibrancy that student population brings really important. But there's also, I think, a more fundamental economic point that if you do not have a strong educational establishment in an area, people leave to get educated, they don't come back yeah. to a brain drain. Whereas SETU can actually arrest that in dramatic fashion. And of course, with a highly skilled local labour force, that's going to be an attraction for okay. inward investment. Let's talk to Claire Barrett, Commercial Manager at the House of Waterford and uh, Visit Waterford Board Member. Firstly, tell us about the House of Waterford there, if you would. Hi, Bobby, and welcome to Waterford. Thank you. Sorry, um, I, sorry it took so long to get to you. No problem. So uh, the House of Waterford is located just across the road from Reginald's Tower. Uh, we relocated to the city in 2010. So we have a manufacturing facility there that's producing about 50,000 pieces, melting 750 tonnes of crystal. So the World Sports trophies that you will see um, on TV are made at the facility there. So we have 13 trophies on the PGA Tour, making the Irish Open as we speak, and the Aer Lingus College football game trophy has been manufactured as well. So this business then, the House of Waterford, is, I suppose it trades on the legacy, does it, of the positive image of Waterford crystal all over the world? It does, Is that yeah. fair to say? It's it's fair to say, yeah. yes. Um, we do have a great uh, facility there. Um, there is a great legacy. We have people who have had crystal back from when their, their grandmothers have had it. Um, and the, the, the name Waterford is well known throughout the world. We have had a recent revamp there. So we've had a complete revamp of the retail space and the, the F&B. So the new space, there's a new look and feel. The inspiration comes from the, the, the design. So it's the landscape. So the colours are the green and blue tone. We've got a new event space there with a new bar, so visitors can now actually enjoy a glass of wine or a glass of champagne okay. in a Waterford glass. So it's all about interactive and the, the whole theatre that goes with that Absolutely. all helps to sell product. Uh, Paul, can I go back to you and ask you about uh, the development on the other side of the river? Um, what does... Is there any concern among businesses that you might sort of split the apple chart in terms of that everything will be new and shiny uh, over there in my native Kilkenny and uh, and and the the the, the, the mothership might be impacted in a negative way. Is that, is that a concern? No, absolutely not. I think you're in a city here which has a huge air of positivity about it. And what we see is the river making the city a proper 
river-centric city environment. Uh, as I said to you, the population is growing, the opportunities are growing, and quite frankly, we need the development and we need the accommodation angle of it as well. Uh, and I think that, you know, there's an old saying, all boats are all tides rising and so on. This is exactly what this is going to do for the centre of the city and bring back that much needed vibrancy. And when you talk about vibrancy, and Jim just hit it, if our university is properly funded and we're able to educate that 650,000 cohort that I talked about in the region, can you imagine the demands and the requirements are going to be on the city? And on top of that, it's incredible to think that today 26% of our population in this region are between 18 and 24 years of age. So if we can educate them and, and create a good place here for them to do their business, as I said, the, the possibilities are endless for this area and I'm very excited about that. Jim mentioned there about the, the success of the Greenway and it linking, you know, which in what is what, quite a large county, mm. uh, linking somewhere like Dungarvan uh, to the city. What about somewhere like Rosslare? How does that impact on the city in terms of, of people coming and going, etc.? Sure, well, I suppose the first thing about it is in terms of a tourist, and Jim just said at Waterford, and I would agree, I'm here 38 years, and I've always remarked how come it's one of the biggest tourism secrets in Ireland. When you take a drive from West Waterford right across through Stradbally and on into the Copper Coast and so on into Tremore and down into Dunmore East etc, go up the Cumara Mountains what we've seen for years is those coaches flying by and coming in perhaps to Waterford Crystal for an hour or two and gone again. So again believe it or not in this region we take in 550 million less in tourism revenue than they do in Galway in the West and that's shame on us. We've got to get that sorted because again the potential is there to exploit that and the Greenway is just fantastic in what it's doing but just very briefly on Ross Lair it's hugely important wearing a chamber hat and we're delighted to see that Waterford Port is developing it has the potential to work in terms of the wind energy requirements for the southeast but what we need is a little bit more joined up thinking in terms of port development so that Ross Lair and Waterford can mutually benefit each other and in so doing benefit the southeast Okay and maybe last word to you Jim uh, I know you want to keep the Nair Valley a secret and you didn't want to be telling us about all those trips that you make up the Cumra Mountains at the weekend, but your secret's out now, so people are going to flop there in their droves. But you said earlier, it's an, un, it's an undiscovered gem. It's certain people. I always knew about it because I'm not from too far away, but the, the, the potential here is, uh, is absolutely huge. It is, yeah. I mean, Paul made the point about uh, visitors coming into Ross Lair, travelling to West Cork, went straight through Waterford. And I remember I grew up near Kilmac Thomas, so you could see the traffic, they didn't stop, and I think there's been a major effort, I think Michael Walsh, in the, the city manager, has had a huge impact on this in developing the tourism product, keeping people here. It needs a lot more, you know, it needs a lot more accommodation, um, there's, there's lots of stuff that need to happen, but I remember on that iconic day in 2004, July, when Warford won that John Milan Munster final. That was, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. That was, that. that was the Sunday that Greece won the European Championship and there was a letter in the Irish Times the following week from a Greek tourist who was travelling from West Cork to Ross Lair and he was complimenting the Irish on their blue and white flags in support of the Greek <laughs> soccer team. But, but, but I think that the point about that was that he was a tourist going through County Waterford, not stopping. And that's okay. the thing that's been achieved here. Uh, it's okay. keeping people here. Well, listen, thank you all. Uh, Claire Barrett, Jim Power and Paul Nolan, great ambassadors for the city and county. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.